0: or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
1: You can live out your MasterChef dream when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit angie.com today you can do this when you angie that
2: hello my lovely beautiful people i'm so choked right now i was recording podcast i was about 10 15 minutes in i was doing great i wasn't making any spelling mistakes out loud <laughs> um but guess what happened? Um, it just screwed up on me i find that my mac i got uh wow four or five years ago it's one of those huge ones it's fantastic it really is but um way better than any pc i've ever used but guess what unfortunately every once in a while GarageBand, the only product product god program that does this um screwed up on me just decided no we're just gonna weirdly delete everything um and not let you record and not let you move tracks so i just had to start from scratch so i'm angry about that um not impressed anyways let's move forward today is a beautiful day which i mean there's no sun it's kind of rainy and that fills my soul with happiness next i want to share that guess what i dyed my hair the color of my soul i'll let you guess hold on yeah guess Yep, you're right. Black. I, I dyed it black. I tried brown. I tried purple. I tried everything. But nothing is as quite as comfortable and beautiful as as black hair is. And I'm going to be honest with you, it's like putting on really comfortable pajamas or shoes where you just slide them on and you're like, oh, it's good. And that's, that's how I felt. Sorry to go a little deep there in the sexual noises. But you know what? It's true. Anyways, I want to say hello to our top city town type things. I got a clicky clicky. Our top city is Winnipeg, Canada. And then I found this really funny. Um, in fifth place is a place called Cockiesville. Um, so are you from Cockiesville? Because there are a lot of people in Cockiesville. Downloading the podcast, and I'm just curious how you feel when you write that down, or when people, when you go on vacation, they're like, "Where are you from?" And you're like, "I'm from Cockiesville." No disrespect. I kind of want that, or like, I want to live in Cocktown. Ha, ha. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anyways, I want to say something else. I want you guys to share me. Yes, like that. I'm kidding. Write me on your walls in your school bathroom. Write me in the bathroom anywhere. Share me anywhere. Write on a wall. Graffiti me. I'll take the blame. I'm kidding. Honestly, though, what can they do if somebody in Kansas writes the haunted estate on the side of a cop car? Psh, I'm kidding. Shh, don't do it. Do it. I'm sorry. Okay, I've said sorry so many times. Can you tell I'm Canadian? I heard that. That was hilarious. I want to tell you guys a really funny story. Not paranormal at all. I read it on the internet, and I laughed so hard, and I just feel like everybody needs to giggle sometimes, so we're just going to take a step from the paranormal and listen to this. There's a woman. She's walking her dog. And her dog keeps trying to do a number two. The dog appears to be having, like, a super hard time and isn't able to get his business done. So she looks down and she sees that there's a rag sticking out of his bum. She's like, oh my god, I need to help him. So she reaches out and she just grabs the tip of the rag and the dog kind of, like, walks away in poop stance and, like, this huge tea towel falls out of his bum. She like, she stands up and she looks to see that nobody saw her. And there's this man sitting like 20 feet away from her, just looking at her. And she looks at him and goes, (laughs) ta-da, I'm sorry. I'm so gross. But like, I was like in bed, my husband was asleep beside me. And I read that and I just started laughing. And I'm like, you need to wake up. You need to hear this. It's the funniest thing I've ever heard. And like, I, I told it to my dad and he made a really good point. He's like, you should just use that in any situation. Like smash a plate. Ta da! Fall down the stairs. Ta da! Crash your car. Ta da! <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I'm going too far. Um,. Another thing, guess what? I was almost a ghost myself the other day. Listen to this. Day after yesterday, I was driving with my husband down a street in Woodstock. Um, I was in the passenger seat, and it was a two-laned road, and one side of it was backed all the way up from the light, like a good half kilometer, and someone had waved somebody who was going to turn left through, and... I hate when people do this because a lot of the time they don't check if anybody's coming and we were in a very small Honda Civic hatchback from the early 2000s. And she whipped out in front of us and we slammed on our brakes so hard, I wasn't I should have been i was up on the dashboard holding my dog because molly is much more important than me and i'm just like my husband is sane. i'm like you need to follow her and he's like you sit your ass down you sit down and you chill out because luckily we didn't die but please if you're if you're driving and somebody waves you through to turn left don't trust anybody just like i always wait when people are coming and they're going to turn and i want to go straight I never, I just wait for them to turn because a lot of people just leave their signals on and it would suck. There's so many old people and they just, I'm not even going to dive into that. Anyways, I want to say, guess what? I have a toll-free phone number. Yeah, I pay for it and everything. It's one eight seven seven two six zero three four two eight. 260 3428 You call that number, you don't have to talk to me. I, you know, if you really want to talk to me, we, we could set that up. I'm I'm down. If you haven't noticed, I love to talk. But. Call that number. You will hear me seductively saying, hello, and thank you for calling the Haunted Estate. And then I prompt you to leave me a message of your story. And I'm not talking just ghost stories. Call and tell me some local folklore. Tell me, you know, a story that you made up. I don't even care. But, like, let us know you made it up. Don't be like, ooh, like if it was a project for school. What about uh, local legends, your own ghost stories, anything? I want to hear it. I get a lot of calls um where people are playing games and I get like uh, at least a call a day um, where people just call and they get really nervous and they just hang up. So it's not really usable.
1: Um, you can live out your chef dream when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. I knew I had a problem with my email for a little bit, but you can always
2: send me an email too with your story, which is selena at thehauntedestate.com. And like every episode, I want to prompt you by saying everything on this podcast can be found on thehauntedestate.com. We have shirts that you can buy. um, And guess what? Very soon, my book is almost done. Um, I have a wonderful editor who has just been spectacular at making me not sound stupid. I know in my head I'm not stupid. I can come across stupid in my writing. I really needed him. But I have about chapter and a half or two chapters and a half left to go. Put it together and I'm hoping to have it out and ready for you by um, the end of July. I have a lot of people who are really excited for that. I'm really excited for that. Um, and guess what? I'm going to shut up. I'm going to say what I say. Your stories, my stories, and everything spooky in between tonight on The Haunted Estate. And guess who we're going to start with? Oh my god, you're right. Sammy. Sammy um, writes amazing articles. She sends them to me with links and um, pictures. And don't forget that everything that Sammy does can be found on thehauntedestate.com. If you slide over on the top, uh, if you're on your phone, top right corner, you click blog episode links. If you're on the website, just hover over the picture and a bar will drop down. Click on that and you'll see Sammy's research. And there will be the article that she wrote along with pictures, links, and all that jazz. Across the icy waters of beautiful San Francisco Bay, there lies an old haunted building full of steel, concrete, and the souls of the damned, both in life and in death. Today, dear listener, we are talking about the twisted horror that is Alcatraz Prison in California. History. Discovered in 1775 by Spanish explorers, the island was named after the pelicans that resided on it and promptly left it rather untouched until 1847, when the U.S. military established a fort on it. The first lighthouse on the western side of the United States was quickly erected, erected on the island. The first wave of prisoners came in shortly afterwards. Military convicts, confederates, and southern sympathizers in the Civil War were sent to the cold, wooden basement of the fort to wait out their sentence. The conditions were far from humane. The prisoners were forced to live in one small space, sleeping shoulder to shoulder on the hard ground. There was no heat, no water, and no toilets. Diseases and infections and parasites ran rapid in the small space, The prisoners lived off small portions of water and bread during their stay. As the Civil War ended and the need for the fort shriveled, military strength wasn't needed. It stayed active as a place to send the most undesirable people of the blossoming country. Indian chiefs who refused to relinquish their land. Rapists, thieves, escape artists, and military deserters. In 1898, the Spanish-American War raged and the prisoners from that were sent directly to the rock. The body count for the place went from 100 to more than 450 people. As the prison population rocketed, incoming soldiers were sent there as well. Those who fell ill in the Philippines were sent to the rock to recover and decontaminate. The overcrowding got so bad that the pardons were issued for prisoners just to free up the space. By 1904, Alcatraz got a makeover. New buildings were added to the house over the 500 prisoners. The rotted, ocean-torn wood was replaced by iron and concrete, so stable that the structure, that, in 1906, was a great earthquake. It had hit the area. The most damage taken to the island was a giant fissure that tore open the very island itself, leaving the buildings untouched. When World War I came about, German prisoners of war were kept in the newly named United States Disciplinary Barracks. Alcatraz became the first military-controlled long-term prison on U.S. soil. As expected from a military-run facility, the punishments were brutal. Dietary restrictions, hard labor, solitary, and trotting around a 12-pound ball and chains were common in this facility. In the 1920s, the facility fell into history as the prisoners stopped coming. The soldiers no longer needed lodging or treatment, and the island's population declined. There came a point in which only a handful of lighthouse keepers were left on the rock. On the mainland, the 1920s shaped to be quite a trying time. Young men sent back from war, taught to lust for blood and violence. Women who rebelled against the normed, romanticized gangs, violence, and legal substances. Al Capone ruled the streets with an iron fist and steel machine gun. Gang wars accounted for many deaths. Crime was plentiful. The heightened crime rate forced the FBI to step in, create a a strong, intimidating prison that would be inescapable. By the 1930s, Alcatraz, as we know, stood on the isolated island. Still, the steel and concrete structure towered over the freezing waters. High fences, guard towers, steel bars, and knowledge that a watery death awaited any who strayed, struck fear into all all those who entered the island prison. The first group of inmates that were shipped to populate the prison was full of infamous names known for their cruelty and body counts. The rock instantly earned its place in the horrific history just by the unsavory types that were sent there. The reputation only expanded as the prisoners came to find Alcatraz had four times as many guards to inmate. The place was well watched and every day was exact copy of the last. The worst treatment was reserved for those who acted up. Living in a four-by-eight cell with only a cot, a chair, and a toilet is far better, the strip. This was a dark, sensory-depriving room. It was locked away in the basement, where cold winds would creep in. In the tiny steel-encased cell, there was a hole for a toilet use a straw mat was inserted for night use only. Prisoners, sent there, only received enough bread and water to keep them alive. The hole was a disciplinary cell, much like the strip, but a little more relaxed. Take that with a grain of salt, dear listeners. Like the strip, there were small cells used only for rowdy inmates. The mattress was again taken out during the day, and the weather was brutal and cold due to poor circulation. Steel and concrete encased the accused, letting in no light aside from a small, dim bulb on the ceiling. Naked, beaten, and cold, the prisoner would stay up to nineteen days in this condition. They lived off of water and bread, with a full meal delivered every three days. For those lucky enough to return, a long stay in the medical ward was expected. Their physical and mental states
0: were worn down and barely there. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move
2: Located at the bottom of the unused A-block, far below the building were the dungeons, cold, leaking, cement cells, awaited the worst of the worst. Here the inmate was chained to the walls for twelve hours, stripped, cold, abandoned, and fed only by a single loaf of bread, and some water once a day. For the night they were simply given a blanket, no mattress." The most shocking fact about these places of torture is that not a whole lot needed to be done for an inmate to earn their stay. Many were sent to the hole, or the strip, simply for talking. Warden Johnson had implemented a rule of silence upon the opening of the prison. Inmates were allowed to talk, save for a few minutes in the yard per day, and only two hours on the weekend. Those who found themselves above the rule were dragged into the hole, beaten, and left in solitude for days warden Johnston had boasted about not using the inhumane practices common in those days he had been credited with refusing to practice experimentation and cruel tortures on the inmates his boasts and claims fell short though a lot of prisoners had gone insane and fallen into mental illness under his watch many who had come into the prison with pre-existing physical conditions had been let down by the medical staff and suffered slow drawn-out death Al Capone had succumbed to the insanity of the hole after three stays and physically shut down of advanced syphilis. In one instant, an inmate had chopped off his own fingers. Inmate Joe Bowers had slashed his own throat open with a pair of broken glasses. He was ordered into the hole after being patched up. The warden refused to acknowledge the insanity of his inmates, and that cost Joe his life. The former gangster snuck away from his job, climbed over the fence. Armed guards shot the man, and his lifeless body fell 75 feet into the rocks and water below. Ed Walk, like Joe Bowers, made an attempt on his life in insanity. Using the razor from a pencil sharpener, the man was able to slice through his jugular. He died from his suicide attempt. Alcatraz swims in blood, the blood of guardsmen who had their lives taken in escape atten- attempts, prisoner takeovers, natural deaths while living on the island. The blood of prisoners murdered, taken their own lives, or crushed by the freezing waters of the San Francisco Bay. On March 23, 1963, after 29 years of official prison status, Alcatraz was shut down. The structure was deemed unsafe due to saltwater corrosion and a two-day battle between inmates and marines compromising the integrity of the building. The cost to repair and keep up the prison was no longer efficient. The rock was left to fade away in history for the second time. A group of native native Indians tried to claim it as their own, but found that the natural resources were far and few between. Homeless people came to the island of Refuge. A fire had broken out in June 1970 that burned a lot of the structures, including the lighthouse. A pocket of people remained afterwards, and the U.S. government decided to force them out, since they felt the fire there was due to the Indian activists who insisted on staying. Fate was a funny way of keeping the rock a relevant place. It was opened once again in 1973, this time as a national park. The island was protected from change, and the public was allowed to enter for tours. Alcatraz had stayed this way ever since the tours, and they still run to this day. The Haunting Now, my dear spooks, to the real bread and butter of your podcast. The Haunt The ghostly ghouls The nightmares that will follow you through your dreams. A stay in Alcatraz may not be a life sentence, but it's an internal one. The spirits and energy of those who were once locked still reside. Noises Experiences, objects moving, this prison, supply the whole nine yards of haunted goods. The tour begins in old C-block building, where the most gruesome escape attempt was held. A handful of prisoners had taken the gun supply rack as theirs, and executed guards in cold blood. Marines, Navy, and Air Force were called in to quell the situation. Smoke bombs, grenades, and gunfire had filled the building for two days and took the lives of many. During the confusing fight, two of the inmates from the escaping group hid in a corridor blocked by a large steel door. These two were eventually killed by shrapnel and gunfire. On a night tour, one might find themselves listening to a strange clapping noise just beyond the door. Alternatively, there is also a common metallic clang sounding through the corridor as if guns fired long ago are still hitting their mark. Hearing the souls of prisoners running up and down the stairs of C Block is a nightly occurrence for many security guards. The building is often patrolled for squatters, but the investigation always seems to come up empty. Tour guides have reported voices of men talking in the hospital ward, with no one around. One even heard loud screams from an abandoned dungeon. Whole cell 14D is another point of interest. The cell is always freezing, as if the nightly cold wind coming in from the Pacific is seeping in. Most people report an unsettling feeling of intensity if they spend more than a minute or two there. In 1940, a prisoner held in that cell screamed through the night that a creature was trying to kill it. In the morning when the cell was checked, the man had been strangled to death. Handprints had been left on the terrified man. Examination proved that the handprints weren't self-inflicted, and the man was murdered. No inmates were ever charged, and no guards ever admitted to it. During the head count that morning, guards recorded reported counting the dead man since he still appeared in line with the other inmates. Upon recount, he was no longer there. Guards and tour guides alike can attest to the strange sounds from the shower room. One can hear the faint sound of a banjo playing. Many believe that the late gangster boss Al Capone, who was known to play the banjo in his later years at the prison, His spirit, that was lost and broken in the strict prison in the middle of nowhere, is still plucking out a lonesome tune. Many who tour the prison and work there today will attest to hearing the sound of someone crying. The sound is loud enough to echo through the concrete prison. Even Warden Johnston, the tyrant of the rock, attests to this. During a tour back in Alcatraz's prime, the warden was showing a group of people around crying echoed from the dungeon and around the building. It was loud and noticeable. Before being able to investigate it, a strong cold breeze went through the group and shook the souls of those who heard the crying. If you're anything like me, dear Spooks, you want to go on the tour of the haunting building yourself. You want to brave the freezing waters under a fog of night sky and explore the prison and its many haunts personally. The tours are still taking place, and only for 50 U.S. dollars and a trip to the sunny coast of America, you can find yourself face to spectral face with a haunted island. I do encourage you to check out the Haunted Estate website and look up the links for yourself. There is far too much history and events to have covered even in this long story. This place is just too amazing and haunted not to dive into on your own. And that is from Sammy. And thank you so much, Sammy. I, I love the connection that she has with our listeners. I love the connection that I have with her. She is... Um just fantastic. Um if you do follow along, she sent some wonderful links. They will be on the hauntedstate.com blog episode links. It will say Sammy's research Alcatraz and right there you will find everything that she wrote along with the links. I want to say thank you so much to my listeners for coming back every other day. I do adore every one of you. You make the show what it is. Um we have so many people downloading and it makes me just so happy to know that I'm able to make the paranormal community a little bit better. I want to know who you are. Please by our Facebook page. If you go to thehauntedestate.com, scroll down, it will say join the conversation on Facebook, click on that, find your way to me, say hi, let me know where you're from. I'm a friendly girl. You should know that. So anyways, I hope that you have a spooky rest of your day and I will see you the day after tomorrow.
1: You can live out your MasterChef dream